And then the left one popped out. And I was like, dang. <laughs> You've told that story like five times. <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry, guys. We're just joking because we just unmuted. So I wanted it to open on something very theatrical and amazing. Like, what were they talking about? Oh, Hopefully it caught you. Never know. <laughs> we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go right back to it. Um, um, good, I, good idea, bad idea? Yeah. Well, first, first, we got a oh, yeah. little shimmy. Oh, uh, we got it. We got the fort. Yeah. How do you belt? That's four. That's four. I, I can count. Salute. Thank you, Salute. man, for coming in. It's been a good run. Yeah. So sad that's ending. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Sorry to, but to get to that. This is going to be a very audible episode for you guys. There's going to be a lot of drinking and crunching and lip smacking. It's a whole thing going on here because we've got snacky snacks. We got, we got snacks. Thank you. Thank you to for. Sam Lay. Sam Lay? Yeah. Did Sam Lay send us lace chips? Uh, Sam Lay sent us lace chips. <laughs> Does Sam work for Lay's? No, Sam Lay does not work for Lay's. I feel like this is like his Lay is Vietnamese Lay. Oh, yeah. so, but everybody pronounces it Lee. Okay, yeah, but it's Lay. It's Lay. Okay, yeah. Okay. I was about to say that's. I feel like that's just a huge missed opportunity there, Sam. Really I mean, uh, he the opportunity is still there. Lay's, if you want to sponsor Sam Lay, you you really should. Apparently, he's uh. He's hoofing and uh, shilling your chips all over the great continental U.S. And Canada. And Canada. And Canada. Let's get yeah. to it. Um, what should I title this one? Butt rubs and barbecue. That just seems inappropriate. So I'll go with it. Uh, only Pitmasters. Only Pitmasters. Hey, the pose you hit earlier on that, <laughs> on that lumber. I was like, that's a... <laughs> on that lumber. <laughs> that's a Pitmasters only uh, good idea. profile. Good idea. Good idea, bad idea? Uh, good idea. All right. Do a pose on some lumber when there's no cameras around. Bad idea. Do the pose on lumber and people expect you to take a picture with it. You have to because you, you hit that pose like you knew you, you, you were there for the get down. You knew Talk it was. About, like I was about to I was about to pretend to work. I'm not even wearing my car hurt today. <laughs> I know. I know. So for those of you who are joining us and watching, I uh, let Brian know that we have a photo shoot after the recording and he came dressed to the nines. Pop Bloodso or Kevin Bloodso. Are you getting that call, Lee? All right. Well, I guess I should let him know he's on air. I'm just going for it. All right. Go for it. Hey, pops. I can't hear him. No, oh, wait. Let me let me trigger it. Can you hear me? Hey, pops. You're you are live on the podcast. Don't say anything appropriate about Corey. He can hear you. Appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all doing? I was trying to see what time you was doing. And what's going on? Uh, we right here, pops. It's doing. It's going real well. We're just uh, we're just here having some fun. Corey, Corey's really hoping you don't say anything mean. He, you know, you know he's sensitive. He uh, happy holidays, sense. Corey. You know, you know. Tell him it's too early. I thought it was going to be a cocktail uh, podcast later on. I was calling to ask what what time. How are you, uh, man? You're, you're so early. We haven't done the intro yet. Huh? I said you're so early. We haven't done the intro yet. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, Pops. We're already drinking, and you know it's dangerous to have you on live uh, at cocktail hour. We can't. Oh, know. yeah. That's, yeah, that's not a good time. So, good. Uh, you know. No, no. Uh, if, I mean, if you want, I'll have, uh, I'll have the guys shoot you the link. We can jump on Zoom, because I just wanted to talk about all the amazing yeah, things you did. Yeah, uh, let me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm walking in right now. Let me uh, walk in, tell them to shoot to me, give me a five minute, five or ten minutes, and I'll jump right in with y'all. All right, that sounds, sounds good, Pops. I'm going to email you the Zoom right. link, all right? 
Okay, I'll be right up. All right. Uh, hold on. That was uh, Pops. For those of you who can't hear him, go to our stories uh, on any page, honestly. Mine, Brian's, the business page, whichever. And hit join the live stream and you can watch us on YouTube because we're going to have a Mr. Kevin Bloodsoe, recently New York Times best-selling cookbook author of 2022, joining the live stream. So head over into the stories, hit join the live stream and... uh, You'll be able to see all the fun we're about to have. Leonardo, how you doing, brother? Flawless Carry, very nice. That's a really unique name. I dig that. Brown out. One day, I just want to figure out how everyone came up with their names, and uh, I think that'd be great. No, it was. uh, I think it's pretty cool. I I love the idea of of getting um, more and more. I guess Santa's helpers, <laughs> for lack of a better term, all across the country. Like, you know, before I end up six feet under, I'd love to have a pitmaster Santa in every state. That, that's rad. I think that'd be pretty cool. Speaking of suits. Yeah. You said I had to wear one next year? No, I didn't say you had to wear one. <laughs> let's let's get this right. Uh, right okay. The people voted all right, that well, you had to wear one. And it, I saw you voted no. <laughs> I did vote no. I'm probably the only vote now. You were the only um, vote. Does a diehard uh, Christmas sweater count? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. A diehard Christmas sweater with with the jacket. Why are you looking at head and uh, You agree? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the, it's the Christmas movie. No one asked you. That's why you're not on a mic. That's exactly why you're not on a mic. Stay in your corner. <laughs> no. You're suit. Suited and booted. Head to toe. I, I will I the I will do I will do a jacket, I will do an ugly Christmas sweater, and I'll do the hat. Yeah, you don't get to choose. That wasn't the stipulations of what the people voted for. Are you willing to let the people down? I'm gonna I'm gonna meet them halfway. No. <laughs> Did you get the link I, I sent you the text for to join yeah. the Zoom? Oh no. Well, I mean I'm like, see, look at you. You're so worried I, about dodging no, your no, holiday suit. No. I have my phone on do not disturb. Like like a responsible podcast co-host. You know what I'm. Uh, I f- and, and don't think I forgot because we still we still got beef. We still got beef. We 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 do still have beef. Someone asked, can attendees show up as elves? Yes. Yes. A resounding yes. I think if you show up as an elf, let's do this. If you show up as an elf, and I mean an elf, elf, don't just throw on some ears, and you can't be my sister. Either one of them who's just short, like you showing up short isn't you being an elf. I need a hat, ears, a whole outfit. I'll give you this. If you show up as an elf to the next Pitmaster Santa that I hold here in Georgia, you get a free slab of ribs and a pack of rubs. I'll do that. If you show up as an elf, suited and booted. And I, I want to see effort, people. So are you announcing part of the menu for next year then right there? No, no, that's not. That's just your, that's my gift to you for showing up to participate and, and help. I'll get you a pack of ribs. I'll cook you a half slab of ribs and some, uh, some rubs. That's my gift to you. And you can't be like my petty sisters who are just short. They'd probably show up in like a green t-shirt and be like, we're elves, give us food. Like it doesn't, it doesn't count. You're just, you're just short by nature. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. So you're in. I already admitted your iPad. Why is it trying to come back in again? It's it's asking me to log in now. How many iPads are there? I don't know. Someone else's iPad has a little. Someone said full Martha May. (laughs) 
Uh, isn't that the mom from who? Yeah, that's the mom from Whoville. Yeah, I would, I would love it if I see. Hey, pops, there he is. Oh, that's right. Pops, I'm going to call you so that we can get you tied in. All right. Calling you right now. Boom, there. I'm going full screen there. We're pushing it out. Hello? Hey, Pop. Can you hear me? Yeah. What do I need to do? Because I was on the iPad. No, no. Stay on the iPad and just leave your phone there because we're going to see you through the iPad and we're going to hear you through the phone. Okay. So should I move the iPad? No, you look you look good. Looking good. No, I think he said oh, mute okay. the iPad. No, you want to be no nah, mute. Yes, sir. Mute mute the iPad. Okay, cool. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right. You looking slim, pops. You don't even oh, have man, your I'm you don't fine. even have your uh, camera on. No. Well, fine. I'll have my camera on. <laughs> so you can see me. Got it. Yes, sir. There I am. <laughs> What's up with it, y'all? Ah, uh, you know me, just another day above ground. Pops, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be on with you. Hey, hey. Right. Am I allowed to say what you were just doing, or do we have to wait until it comes out? Uh, that's cool. I mean, it, it, it won't be out for a couple of months anyway. Just an interview with Ebony talking about the book and everything. So. And that's what we were saying. Uh, congratulations again on the book. That's just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it's just accolade after accolade. And I'm just honored that you share those moments with me. Like I, when I still, I still have the photo when you sent me the text of it in, uh, in, uh, what was it? Times Square earlier this year. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Penn Station. Yeah. Penn we Station. made it up there right after, right after, uh, every, uh, uh, two minutes we come up right after Beyonce, the same day Beyonce album dropped. That's when we were on that. Oof. So I was telling people it was there to see us, not Beyonce. Hey, <laughs> they know what it was. You can't eat a Beyonce album, but you can you can learn to cook out of it. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. That's your 100. Yeah. Hey, it goes hand in hand. Beyonce album makes you hungry. There it is. There That's it is. right. That's there all that dancing. And then you shake everything off. You got to go learn to cook something. No, I, I, I love it. I love it. No, that, it's just, I just have to once again give you your, your flowers because for something like that, you know, because we we mentioned this before, cats that look like us don't get those accolades that you're getting, and nah. they're so well deserved. You know, yeah, not even just a book, a top selling cook, Amazon's top selling cookbook, then a New York yeah. Times, you know, best selling cookbook of 2022, like those. For for cats who look like us, those are like very, very big accolades. And I feel like it's always been that way, and somebody always stepped up to do it to make it happen for everybody else. You know what I mean? And, and I just think we've just been so lucky this year. You know, with uh, you know, Scott and Horn and everybody else who's coming out with the book. Your book coming out soon, and like you always say, I just think it's time. You know what I mean? It's time. It's time for everybody to get up in the car and let's roll out. You know what I mean? It's that time. So, and then just supporting each other and and loving on each other. That's what I love about it, man. Like I say, it's enough room for, for everybody out there. So, uh, you know how your, what your words do for me and, and all that. So, you know, hopefully I have some of those words in that book can do the same thing for somebody else. And, you know, that's where I'm going with it. No, I, uh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, and it's, and it is going, and you're always telling me, you know, that, you know, because I uh, I always stay out of the eye if I can. You're always telling me how many people I'm 
influencing and touching, but the same goes for you when these books and stuff drop and people see me and they're enjoying it and they've picked it up because I've said, just go grab it. Or we get asked, you know, what's a good book to learn from? I tell them, you know, you and Scott's and y'all are, y'all are changing the terrain. Uh, you are making, you're setting the bar. Uh, I was just talking to Ryan Wizard. I was like, you, you guys are setting the bar and you are showing us exactly what's attainable and that there's still room to grow afterwards. Oh yeah. It's, we, you know, everybody just started in this man. And, and, you know, I mean, we all different. You and Rodney and all y'all horn and everybody y'all some classy dudes. You know what I mean? I can't be like y'all. You got to see me in front of the liquor store tonight drunk, you know, and hollering out the car and playing the music loud. So what y'all bring is good food and dignity to the barbecue game. And that's what we need because you got old people like me who just mess it up, you know? So I appreciate you guys keeping it in line because, you know, you like to see me panhandling in front of Turkey's Chicken later on the day after about four shots of Hennessy. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, nah, trust me. Something tells me you walk into any bar where anybody knows you, no one, that, no one in that establishment's letting you pay for a drink. I know I know that for a fact. No, but, oh, man, not all of them. I've walked in a few bars and the music stopped playing. They ain't paying for no drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. No, this it's, it's amazing. So we've got, God, what is it? What is it? We've got 15 days left in the year. I know what we've got. I know we've got a lot of stuff going next year. I'm not going to be able to say anything. Is there anything that you want to talk about uh, of what we've got going that that you want to share with the people, get them a little bit excited about? Uh, you know, it's so much stuff that's up in the air, but it's just a lot. It's, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, you want to say them a lot of our stuff is the same thing. So yeah. it's just it's just a lot, man. And, and it's a lot of community work that we're doing. It's a lot mm-hmm. of give back work that we're doing next year. Uh, it's just a lot. Of course, the, uh, you know, the second season of the show is supposed to come on next year of the uh, showdown. We don't know the exact date, but hopefully, you know, in the spring we're hoping, but it's just a lot, man. A lot of, a couple of festivals in the mix, a couple of places. Uh, Carter saying he's doing in uh, Cleveland. And please say that boy happy birthday because he just want everybody to tell him happy birthday. Lord have mercy. I started, happy birthday, Carter. I, I told him he's old and candles cost more than his damn cake. But uh, please tell that man happy birthday. Shit. Happy birthday. Happy Carter. birthday, Dad. <laughs> happy however old you are this man on the camera told us 49 52 and 51 none of us know his real age because he's a 51 50 that's why but that's why he said all this uh, <laughs> you know. but please tell that man but that's something incredible that he's doing and i can't wait to get to cleveland and hang out with you guys and and and, and support him on that and you know, I, I look at so many different events, but I look forward to the give back events more than, than anything. Just to be out there with my folks, chilling, laughing, having a good time, and, you know, and creating some memories. You know, call them what we say memories and smoke, you know. So just looking forward to that. Uh, uh, so, so am I, especially. I can't wait to see what happens when everyone else realizes, because as well as the book has done, I still feel like a lot of people haven't gotten it yet. And yeah. when they do, I know things are just going to change so, so drastically. Like what, what has been something that has changed for you since the books come out? Cause I, you know, I was honored enough to be there in Corsicana with you when we did the tour. The um, first one. Yes, sir. So since then, like what's just been one of the biggest changes? I mean, it's just, it's just been a tales thing, man. It's been, and, and the cool thing about it is, um, it's not just a cookbook. 
you know, it's a it's a story. Mm-hmm. And just so many people just saying that they are inspired from the story. You know, uh, that's what I love about it. You know, hey, man, I had doubts. I read your book, this and that, this and that. I realized we came from the same background and the same thing. Because like you say, we don't get to tell our story like that. You know, the positives and the negatives. And, and it's a lot of positives. You know, our whole story is not negative and just showing people that, you know, hard work pays off. Like we said, it ain't no damn hidden recipe to success. It's hard as work, you know. And if you don't want to do the hard work, then don't go into the business. I say that all the time, yeah. you know. Stick to it for fun. If you in it for some people in it for fun, and that's cool. But if you're going to go into the business of barbecue or any kind of business, you have to be ready to work. It's not no easy way. You can come and get all my recipes and all your recipes and go try to open up a restaurant. It's not going to succeed. You know, you got to have the work ethic to do it. And that's what it teaches in the book. Like I say, you know, 200, somebody said, oh, you know, how many hours a week you work it? 175. I tell them, oh, you just part time. You know, you got to <laughs> you got to be ready to put the work in. And you know that. And, and, and there's so many other things that come calling and all that. But you got to still stay grounded and get and put that work in, man. And, and that's the way you're going to succeed in. It, you know, you got to get to that point where it's good enough and get it 100 percent better before you give it to the folks. You know, yeah. so. No, no, I. I... I understand because uh, I think too many people want to chase the limelight and don't realize that that that's fading. A light can go on and off. It doesn't matter if you have the you got to have the talent and have the work ethic to push and keep doing it. Even when the lights aren't on, you can't just hustle when the cameras are out. You've got to hustle and push all the time. 24 seven, man. Like I said, I, 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 you know, I, I see certain things with, with, you know, with certain people and, and, you know, God knows, open up a spot in Florida, love them to death. But I'm like, damn, this, this brother never had his restaurant. How are you doing that? You know, I just mm. don't understand. And now you saying, uh, he might make it, might not make it three more months. Mm. You know what I mean? Why aren't you at your restaurant putting in that word? You know, how can you be out on the road? Like I'm out on the road and I went eight years with two off days in eight years. You know, yeah. and, and like I said, anytime somebody, you know, want to help, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always open, hit me up, whatever, whatever. But, you know, if the first thing I talk to you, you saying, you know, I want to get to where you are. That's cool. But you better be talking to me while you, you know, uh, seasoning a brisket. Oh, I got you on fish because I'm in this kitchen cleaning up because I don't have a dishwasher. I'm washing dishes, you know, whatever, whatever. Then how let me in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's hard work, man. You got to have that work at, you know. And uh, that don't come natural for everybody. And you know yourself whether you have it or not, you know. Right. So if you know you don't have it, don't go waste the mom and daddy's money that you're investing from their uh, retirement to open up, you know, spot, you know. But if you do have it, stick to it, and that's what's going to get you over. Yeah, I, I, I agree because, and I'll never, this never made on air, but I'll never forget how we wrapped and, and talked uh the night before they made the final decision. And I was just, I was just asking the question, like how long did you push for? And it's crazy because you B Rodney and some other cats all gave me the same number. All of you told me eight years. Yeah, no, you, yeah. It was eight. It was just always eight. Just got, I don't know why. I don't know why it's that eight is the magic on it. I don't know what it is, but it seems like right then. Okay. That's when you at that point, and then, you know, you might have your team ready. You might be like whatever. But it, it was a solid eight years. It was a solid eight years with two off days. And, and, and you have to have such a strong 
support system around you, family, friends. You have to because, uh, uh, you know, it's the, the business of the business is a tough business, you know, and, 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 and especially these days, you know, I mean, I started when social media was just slowly kicked in, you know, but now you are a total slave to social media, you know, so you have to work it. You have to work on all, all those aspects. You have to work it. And you have to be ready to do it, you know, and you got to stay hungry. I don't care if you, uh, 575 pounds and just say the whole Thanksgiving dinner by yourself. You better stay hungry. You got to always stay hungry. Yeah. You know, yeah. that appetite got all that appetite for success is unfilling, mm. you know? No, I, I, I agree. Cause we've, we've met some amazing, uh, young men and women as we were touring around. And I, I, one that sticks out to me, he's, he's just locked in my head. Is that, I don't know if you remember that young man from, uh, when we were over at Alien A that did the barbecue. Yeah. Camp. His name is, young camp. Yeah. His, uh, his handle is gladiator barbecue, but his name is Evan. He was 15 when we met him and he, he mopped the floor with guys two, three, four times his age in competition. Uh, he was, I don't think he placed anywhere outside of, uh, third out of everything yeah. and i told him hey when i see you next year i need you to get that number one spot because you got real close and it's cats like that he's like now 16 he's 16 and he's hungry because after that i don't know if you know about he went and he entered the famous dave's competition and he won and they you told me about that yeah, yeah and they went and put his uh his rest his recipe on the menu and then he went to american royal he didn't place but he learned and i was like that boy's hungry yeah, he's gonna be a heavyweight. In the, he's gonna be a heavyweight man, and he's uh, so young and so well spoken. Spoken, excuse me, and so humble. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, man, he's gonna be. In, I can't wait till we get back up there uh, this year. I believe that's in uh, May thirteenth, fourteenth, or something like that. Yeah. LNA. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back up there and hanging out with you guys again. No, it's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. I'm definitely looking forward to that. But you know, you see cats like that, and we were just over in uh, South Carolina. This young man named Jackson, he's 19, and he works over with Anthony at Swig and Swan, and, you know, he came up, he just asked questions, the the right questions, Not had nothing, nothing to do with how do I do media, how do I get on TV? He's like, how do you run your fires in the cold? You know, yeah. how do you break down coals? How does this happen? What do you do with high prices? What do you do to limit waste? I was like, oh, Wow, I don't. Please. I don't have grown folks asking me those type of questions, and I, you know, I yeah. said, who do you want to talk to? And I introduced him to all all the hitters over there, so he could talk to him. And I loved it because he walked with a notepad, and he'd never break eye contact with you, but you could always see his hand jot down notes in his on on the I notepad in front of him. And I was like, wow, I love that. I love that. And I was like, yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the way to do it. Those are. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to be a fun, you know, because I, I, you know, it, it's it's. I, I like, oh, what's the big secret? It's just no big secret. You got to be a sponge. You got to take what you know and then take what a little bit of everybody else know and put it. But then, like you say, if, if you look at the whole, all your notes, all the OGs are basically saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, all the OGs are basically saying the same thing. So it's proven. So, you know, it it, it, it adds up. So And, and those are the ones you really want to reach out to because, you know, all that's going to come, mm -hmm. you know. After the hard work, the, the fame is going to come. Yes. You know, it, it'll come. How how you want it to come is on the work that you put in. You know, don't nobody, just like a guy was like, uh, you know, hey, I want to get with a restaurant group. Who should I call? You can't call nobody. They'll call you. Yep, they'll ah, find you. You know? Hey, be quiet. It's my ex-wife. Be quiet. 
Be quiet, uh, Lanita. Leave, 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 leave Black alone. What's up, Black? <laughs> Black, Black like, sheet over there? I know he got some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no. He said, yeah, it's your recipe. Nah, nah, I can't, I can't give you all that, Black. I can't, I'll, but I'll bring, I'll, I'll sip some more over there. He can buy the book next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm going to let him pay for anything. I'm shipping him. All I know is if uh, you don't, you know, the amount of trouble I would be in if anything for the book makes it out to the public before it hits his doorstep. I'm not trying to have that chop issue in my life. Okay. Yeah, I better, I better be able to proofread that whole book. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, want I, no I was problems. talking, I was talking about his ex-wife. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. He's talking about black. I'll, I'll send it over to black too. No, I, I, I love it. I'm excited about everything that we've got going that we can't yet talk about, and I'm thankful for just all the memories we've had and been able to make this year multiple cooks multiple hangout sessions we still have a major round table to do and you know i'm working on making sure that can happen um but it's been a, it's so been a heck of a year and i am uh to sit down and, and 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 chop it up with them i mean we still getting a list of people together so mm-hmm. uh but when we sit down and chop it up one night with the, with the fire going and just chilling with, with everybody's libation is or whatever whatever that is going to be an incredible night an incredible conversation with some good music and some good brothers and sisters and sisters and just chilling and uh and chopping it up man i'm looking forward to that i am looking forward to that same here same here boss um i won't hold you anymore i just wanted to come on here make sure uh i, I got a little bit of heads up of what y'all were doing let the people know all the amazing things you're going to be doing uh, I know we've got we've got more work to be done because <laughs> I, I can't take no off days yet. I haven't hit eight years fully, but I, I appreciate you. I love you a lot. I respect the hell out of you. You know that. You know I, I'm I'm honored to be able to pick up the phone and just have these conversations with you. It means it means the world to me. It really does. And to see a brother out there, I told you this years ago when I met you. Said, hey, you stand out, and I follow because I don't see anybody that looks like me doing the things that I'm passionate about at that degree. And there you are doing it. So I'm like, okay, it's feasible. I know it's feasible. You're doing your part. So I'm going to do my part. So the Evans behind me can do what they need to do. It is, man. And and like I say, man, you you and some of the other young brothers that's in this, young brothers and sisters, y'all inspire me. I I love your fan. I'm such a fan of you guys. You're a fan of your shows, a fan of your work. And like I said, when I called you the gentleman smoker, that is what you are, and that's what you always will be because you will always be a gentleman. Unless they catch you out here late night after about five or six uh, whiskeys, then you're a harassing ass gentleman. But uh, I love you, man. I can't wait to see you. It's been too long, man. Thanks for having me on today. And uh, I wish it was the evening time. I, I want to come back in the evening where I can have some cocktails. I got to do a couple of more interviews today. I got to be sober. But if I catch you live later on the night or Carter or somebody, I'm getting on somebody's shit drunk. <laughs> Tell you right now. We might we might make that happen. We might I gotta I gotta help Corey apply a scalp cream a little later, but maybe after that we can do something. You know, he got he got that weird condition. You know he's sensitive about it. Yeah, that I had the same thing. I put something in my hair the other day and it's well we'll talk about that on the other stuff. <laughs> hey man, I love you, man. Happy holidays, everybody. Love you too, Pops. Take care. All right. Now everybody, um <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed that. If you uh are just in Instagram and you're confused and you're like, what just happened? Go to our stories, hit the, hit the, uh, join live stream and you can see and watch, uh, uh, all the guests that we have over on YouTube. So we have a little bit more wiggle room there. 
But uh, that was just an amazing conversation with Mr. Kevin Bledsoe himself, you know, the hardest working man behind the pit. And he's done just such amazing things for the culture, not just in barbecue, but as an author, as a a top selling author, a top grossing author. These are amazing accolades when you usually get these type of titles uh, from athletes, you know, movie stars, you know, musicians, stuff like that. But to get you know, something like that as a, uh, as a pit master or someone in the world of barbecue, you know, I think everyone looks down on us a little bit because we do barbecue. We're not Michelin starred or fine dining. We don't tweeze anything or sous vide this or Julianne that we, we play with, you know, fire and, uh, keep it very primitive, but there's a lot of knowledge that goes into it. Just my two cents, Brian, just my two cents. Good two cents. That's all I got. I got much, but I keep those two on me. <laughs> we're, we're doing a late title card today. We're doing the late title card drop. We still haven't done the intro. I know. I should probably do that right now. I just saw one of the sisters came in, so it's a perfect time to do the intro. Perfect time to do the intro. <laughs> you want to do the intro? Let's see if I can remember it. Welcome to This Week in Barbecue. Oh. I'm your co-host, Brian Hull, and joining me as always with his magnificent locks. Rashid Phillips. Uh, this week in barbecue is a barbecue-focused podcast talking about the good, the bad, and everything in between about barbecue. What are we talking about today, Rashid? My man got it. Yes, <laughs> that's a round of applause right there. Round Never again. Th- th- that's your Christmas present. I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. I'll cut that, loop it. I'll make it your ringtone, man. I love it. I love that you put it in there. Oh, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Did you I, did I, I, I forgot something. No, no, no. no. Okay, you good, got good. it. You got it. Here's was... the thing is like, I spent years reading audible credits and I could not read them straight. So I knew, I, I figured I was going to screw that up. No, somehow. no, no. You know that. I'm, I'm going to take a sip to that. Hmm. Wow. Of course the sisters are already in here. <laughs> so, uh, someone asked, what are we sipping on? It's, uh, TX bourbon. Heads up, guys, starting 2023, we have opened up the slots for sponsorships. We've gotten inquiries before, but I just wanted to do one year without having to bend to anyone's wills. But uh, next year, we are officially opening up the slots for sponsorships. So if you've got product you want us to peddle, ship it on over. We'll take care of it for you. Bourbon you want us to drink? Definitely. If there's bourbons you want us to drink, no weird peanut butter, Reese's, crazy crap or salted caramel stuff. And a bottle of bourbon isn't enough. Just just shipping yeah. a bottle of bourbon isn't enough. Yeah, so it's got to be a couple bottles. We'll put up a payment plan or whatever, yeah. you know. And no, no, not anyone can sponsor. I feel like I've got to really work copy into this or before it gets really dangerous. But we do have a couple of stories and an obscene amount of questions. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit of a back and forth on them. You good with that? Sounds good to me. All right, let's make that happen. So the first story that I have here in mind is uh, from Dr. Howard Conyers himself. If you don't know who he is, you better get familiar, hit the old Googles and do some research. If you know me, there would be no me without him. So take two minutes and search him. Um, he's doing his Christmas 2022 moonshine release. All right. So he's doing the distillery. He's right in there uh, doing $20 jugs. Uh, cash and card are accepted. There's a limit of only six jugs per person, but he's got it running in two ways. You've got your traditional 
which traditional is actually how liquor is made. Uh, it's white. A lot of people don't know liquor doesn't come out colored. It's Asian barrels and what have you. It actually comes out clear. Looks like water. Definitely not water. Don't drink that like it's water. And you can also get it in barrel finished, which is brown liquor, which is what a lot of people are familiar with. So if you're interested in that, you can actually visit his website at backyard hyphen. Uh, let me see here. Backyard hyphen distillery dot square dot site and purchase an order of shine. So just putting that out there. Not, look, not look, if a moonshine is colored, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Any moonshine <laughs> that comes out, anything other than clear. clear. That's a bad sign. Yeah. And and if you can drink moonshine like water, that's also a bad sign. That is. I, I do have to say I had the honor of trying some of his shine hand poured by Doc himself. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, I loved it. It's really good stuff. And that is a slow sipper because you take that to the head too quick. You'll wake up three days later, a vegan, not knowing what happened. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Doc for putting that on, um, for releasing that. We'll have that in the show notes. If you guys are looking to pick one up and, and you're in his area, please, please, please stay tuned for that. Now we've got some questions, um, a fair amount of questions. And I actually, I'm really excited. I hope we can get through them all because uh, I want, I don't want us to have, this is the last episode of the year. Final episode of the year. Final episode of the year. And then we're, what, three-week break? Three-week break. We'll be back in January sometime. Um, Might be four weeks. Might be. It's a nice little break, but I promise you, we'll still drop some things in between now and then, but this is the last episode of the year. I'm going to try and get you to come out to Texas and record a live episode at somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we just might. You you never know where I'll pop up. It just sort of happens. Let's, uh, Let's start this. Go through the questions here. Hmm. Oh, that's also a good one. I like this one. Let's start there. You want that smoke barbecue axed. Do you put salt on first or pepper first on brisket or beef ribs? You want to go first or? Yeah, I'll, I personally put salt on first. I like to see where my salt is going. Now I do still have my beef rib, my beef rubs that have a portion of salt in there. But when I'm doing those larger bodies, if I'm doing a something particular, I always do my salt first because just depending on the cut and the trim, and I know how I'm going to slice and serve, I may oversalt or do something different on certain pieces and parts of it than normal. Then I'll follow up behind with some black pepper and hit my beef rub with it. Um, but yeah, I go salt first and I do salt and I let it sweat. Salt, let it sweat, then I hit the black pepper because I don't want to just run it off for no reason. And when I let it sweat, I let it sweat on a, on a cooling rack. What about you? Uh, yeah. So I switched late last year. I used to do black pepper first, mm-hmm. but the, the idea was that I was using a very coarse grain of black pepper, like a 16 mash or something, uh, or 12 to 10. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Chunky, uh, chunky bites. Right. And so they're bigger granules. So you wanted them to hit the meat first so they stuck because if you put smaller granules on first Mm -hmm. they may bounce off where the smaller granules hit yeah so that was the theory okay i I switched to doing salt first like late last year so salt then the really coarse black pepper then my rub yeah yeah no i dig it i do someone says uh what are you what are you like cooking with someone else and is it always a good idea i'm not sure i understand that question what do you like? No, they said, what are you like 
cooking with someone else and is it always a good idea? Hutchie, if you can rephrase for me, we'll get back to it, but I'm I'm not sure what they mean. What am I like cooking? cooking? With someone else, maybe? Yeah, what am I like? I no. don't know. I'm not I don't have I'm not gonna decipher. You do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely do. Uh oh, th- we're just gonna keep running this one. Um how do you trim your brisket? I heard in the pod that you don't trim as aggressive as they do in Texas. They're definitely talking about me because you, yeah, you do the Texas trim, but you don't do the competition trim. No, no, don't ever. Competition people shouldn't do the competition trim. Competition trim is if if you are, and we've got I've got some very special drop in next year that'll help this. But if you are a retail barbecuer. Yeah. Doing competition trim, you are losing 20 to 30 percent easily. Yeah. Don't um, don't do the competition trim if you're cooking at home. Yeah. I do a very light trim. Pops uh, doesn't do a trim at all. He doesn't trim his briskets. He leaves them whole. I do a very light trim because I also run mine a lot longer than normal. So I'm OK with it. Like I know I'd rather have a little bit of excess product than save time just depending on the case and the scenario i try to plan out fairly well for it um but yeah i I definitely don't do a texas trim like i see some of those trims and it hurts but i also get it too they're usually flipping it into sausages too or patties or you know other you know sloppy joes or what have you so it doesn't go to waste but i'm not making those uh those additional items so yeah you would freak out over my 13 pound briskets being eight and a half pounds going on the pit. No, I've seen your trim. It hurts. I've seen your trim. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt when you have the other product. That yeah. Goes yeah. With the For you, like I said, I understand. So someone asks, please explain the difference in Texas and competition for those who don't know. Um, competition comp- is butchery. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even trim. It's straight butchery competition. You get a 20 pound brisket. That thing's probably nine or 10 after trim. Oh, everything's no. gone. And it's worse because they're buying the super expensive stuff too. Yeah. And then they're there. It's also competition is also heavily injected because they're really only getting one bite. So that's the thing with competition. You have to pack as much flavor into that one bite. Cause you never know what section of that brisket they're going to bite in. If you're, if you're interested in competition trim, like Cosmo Q probably has a really good breakdown. Oh yeah. Shout out to Cosmo. Q. Uh, he's, he's got a lot of Malcolm good Reed probably has a pretty good breakdown. Um, how to bar. No, yeah, how, how, to his, barbecue, how to barbecue, right. Yeah. right. Is his channel and Cosmo's channel is just Cosmo's Q. Yeah. And if K. you're interested in more Texas trim, Joe Yim and Bradley Robinson, Chud's barbecue, they both have really good videos detailing the Texas style. Joe trim. did a whole, uh, a whole little bit on that. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did a, he did a trim, a cook, I went through the steps to making tallow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he did everything. And uh, yeah, those two both have really good videos about the Texas style trim. He's got a unique hotspot technique. He uh, he does, um, I think that the video that I saw that he had put out a, a while back, he does like he drops a piece of meat on just to hear the sizzle. He's like, I try not to place my meat on and let and hear any sizzle on the grates, which I agree when you don't want those too, too hot. Right. Which is also why I like to run everything clean first before I put anything on the rigs. Anybody listening, if you're running a smoker, get your smoke clean before you load it. Don't load it up and then try to start your fire. And I see that happen all the time. And I don't know why, like people load up their rigs and then build their fires. I'm like, that's, that's a horrible idea. It's a very, very bad idea. Cause that first, smoke that it gets is so accurate 
bitter. Like that's not the move. That's not what you want to taste. Uh, yeah, you you would freak out over Jeremy Johnny White of Goldies. Really? Do yeah. they load cold? No, no. He, uh, like at home, he'll load cold. Why? Well, he wants he wants they want dirty smoke right off the bat. They want like again, but they have they have these rigs that have really good airflow. Yeah. Dirty smoke isn't a bad necessarily a bad thing. I'm, now there's a difference between like pitch white gray dirty smoke and like a smoke that has a little color to it. But like if you have a good smoker. That has good airflow, like especially some of these like really well made offsets by like Workhorse or Mill Scale or yeah, yeah like Mill right. Uh, there's going to be so much airflow that it's not going to affect it as much as if you have dirty smoke rolling through a Traeger or a, a Kamado Joe or. But you know. Jeremy's also got a straight flow, doesn't he? Jeremy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Johnny has a, a straight flow. Yeah, his is a, his is yeah, a straight flow. Yeah, which works different than if even you're a, doing reverse a reverse flow. flow. Yeah. yeah, like I. I still wouldn't run dirty on any of mine. And I, I always like, like I get thin blue. I want thin blue before I toss on. No, I mean, I, want, but I've also learned how to start fire. And there's a thing you can start your fires quickly without a lot of dirty smoke and not have to let it do a full burn down. Like you can get to clean really quickly if you know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I want some color to my smoke. I like, I, if it's thin blue, I know I'm not going to get a smoke ring on like a straight offset just because the airflow is too, yeah. it's too fast. Right, Cause you're, what's yours? A two primitive? No, 500 primitive. 500? Yeah. 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 No, uh, on, on, uh, on penny, I, I do a quick light and I'll get like just a nice thin haze going and load up and, and ride it from there. And just depending on what I'm making, if I need to do things that, you know, the tricks to get you that extra color and extra smoke, but some of these you'll see and you'll just see billowing thick clouds. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? What happened here? Pay attention to the smell of that smoke too. Uh, yes. That's, that's the, that's the key. Oh, uh, you, you know what you need to do? You should, you should do a video of your brisket trim. I shouldn't. Someone hacks that. Yeah. I think people would be disappointed. I don't think we have that. No, yeah, I know you we, don't have that. No, we, well, no, take, well, we've, we, uh, okay, we've done yeah. it. We've done it for other people. But we right. haven't done one for me because I, I leave a, a fair amount of fat on in certain regions just because of how I rotate. Cause I, I've mentioned before, I rotate my briskets around. I move my stuff around. I don't always fuel, add more fuel. I may crack the door open more, but sometimes I don't always have to t- add a ton of wood to it to get it going. That's just me. But that was a good one. That was a we good one. Oh yeah. We got, we got time. We, we can make a, we can make something happen in that time. Oh gosh. Sis just sent me a text asking, is anyone known for dirty smoke on the show you were on? I don't know why you're trying to cause trouble. I'm not. No, I'm not. Nope. Not doing it. Uh, just watch the first 30 minutes. That's all. Just I'm watch not, the show. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I know what she's trying to do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Nope. Hey, it was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> don't start. You're going to. Don't start this. All right. Here's one. Uh, I like this one. I think we sort of touched on it before. It was, um, what barbecue goals do you have for 2023? I did a more yeah, you say, answer. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you, you go for it this time. Because you said, uh, for those who didn't listen, and if you didn't, you should run it back and listen. But you <clears> said <throat> you don't want to do any more pop-ups. You want to be in an established, sort of like in an established location. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, yeah, just I don't want to do the brewery to brewery. The brewery thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to be like where... I have a set thing. I can just show up and yeah. I don't have to like unload tables and set up a tent, that kind of thing. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, 
No, it's not the sister that eats rice rice cakes. It's the it's the leader of the of the tiny trio. Um, my barbecue goals for next year. Uh, gosh, a lot of them are stuff we can't talk about yet. So that's the issue. <laughs> hey, barbecue goal of sharing what I can't talk about. Yeah, there's there's your barbecue goal. Lee, is there anything that I can talk about? Uh, I want to educate more people on <laughs> yeah, how to. <laughs> That's a good one. I still have some media training. I want to educate more people. I want to. I, I want to um, help remove any uh, myths or like remove any uh, fear around open fire cooking and barbecuing. I want to enlighten as many as I can. Um, what else? What else? I want to feed more people, which I know I will because of just like the first event, the first big event, Quinn, I have to go out to El Centro, it's dang near 20,000 people. So that'll really take care of it. Uh, that'll give me a huge head start, but I, I definitely want to feed more people. I want to do even more good and do more give back. So you know, like you, you can start by inviting me over for the, some of the steak cooks. <laughs> no, you know why I can't? Let's talk about it, Brian. You know why I can't? No, I can't invite you over because well, I'm rusty. I didn't say you were. You said I was rusty. You're taking it out of context. Did he, Brian say I was rusty? Yes or no, Lee? Wait, I'm not getting into the What was my what was my follow up quote? I know who brings me sausage. And I know who cooks me steak. <laughs> uh, what was Which my, one do you get more of? What was the follow up quote? I said I said if if you're on I can't a, recall I can't if recall. you're on a, if you're on a Live fire cooking. You're doing 18 laps around me. You're the Max Verstappen of live fire cooking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, what, Albin? <laughs> whoever's doing for uh, whoever's <laughs> in Williams Racing? No, I get only it. Lee gets that joke. So someone who was into F1 probably gets that no, joke. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. No, it's uh, I see how it is. I see how it is. I mean, I mean, how many briskets did you cook this year? I've cooked a lot of briskets this year. Really? Not, yeah, just not as much as I would if I was on circuit. Right. But and that's the thing too. Um, I'll tell you guys this: uh, who are listening on air, TV cooking is 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 very much different than, of course, pop up and all that stuff. Cooking, yeah. but I've also done a lot of consulting where I've cooked a lot of hero dishes. Like, there's a lot of my plates on shows that I'd never competed in. But like you know, you've got to make the hero plates and stuff, and you got to touch them up and stuff like that. So I've still cook and. Um, hell, if anyone got fed more this year in this room, it's probably Head McGee over there. <laughs> He's probably eaten more <laughs> of my food than anybody, but he even took your rib. He did take my rib. You see, you see, Corey, you did take my rib. Um, uh, I, I do, I do have one thing that I want to, one barbecue goal. Okay. Figure out what TQA means <laughs> or TQ, TQA. That, that has to go with what y'all. He knows. Oh, okay, he, okay. he knows. He knows. He's just trying to, and uh, you'll figure it out. But no, like uh, I. Okay, so have I made as many briskets as you this year? No, I, 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 I bet you. Maybe. I bet you were probably yeah. even. Yeah, we're I, probably like, even. Yeah. Just the style of cooking that I said. I'm 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 easily north of 150 in briskets this year. Easily. Yeah, you probably cooked more than me, but yeah. I cooked. I was more talking like like I think. Cooking for pop-ups is even different than than oh, cooking is. like for a catering. It 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 is. It yeah. is. Um, it definitely is. And I do. I definitely want to do more pop-ups next year. I'm I'm not going to commit, but I'm going to try <laughs> to do at least one pop-up 
a month. I, I was about to throw out that that figure, but I didn't want to be like your sisters. No, trust me, no one can be like them. If you've met them, you'd understand. They are. I'm so I'm so happy the good Lord stopped at three. <laughs> so so happy. Um because the three that are here, they're just they're just they're special. Oh, I love them so much. <laughs> no, but uh I definitely want to do more pop-ups next year. I want to enlighten more people next year. Also, do we've got? Well, I would say travel more. We're already traveling more, but um, there's there's going to be a lot of, a lot of that. Uh, I would say more more uh, non United States traveling, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a there's a they want to. Uh, I think I, I'd gotten a message over for meat stock over in Australia. We talked about that and doing some stuff in the UK and. Uh, It'll be interesting. It'll be real, real interesting. I, I'm looking forward to that. There's an amazing chef out in Australia that said, you know, hey, you make it down here. He's got a smoker coming. I want to, my barbecue goal, really? I want to get to Dubai. I want to get to Dubai and roll some smoke. Uh, they Barbecue's really big in Dubai. Uh, shout out to Ross, uh, Paul, uh, everyone over at Shirley Fab, Tyler. They just shipped over a thousand gallon over to uh over to a restaurant in Dubai, like Uncle Uncle Kali or someone's barbecue. Like they had to get a whole hoist and everything to lift it up onto like the third floor. It was a, it was a whole thing. I want to get to Dubai and roll some smoke and use their woods, see how those work. Pops was telling me once he was over in, I can't remember what country he was in, but he was telling me that just using their woods was just so interesting because they were, the woods were so dense, it was like steel. So trying to get them to do what they needed to do to cook was interesting. So I want to go into those things. Like I loved cooking in, in uh, Aruba because it was just so windy. Loved being in Aruba. It's windy as heck. Okay, well, let's figure something out. How do you uh, how do you handle this much wind? Just like cooking in 17-degree weather in Colorado. It's, it's brick outside. And, and, how do well, you get a flame? Not only that, but like at altitude, too. Yeah, that was the fight, holding and trying to hold that flame. So I love challenging things like that because I can cook in perfect conditions any day. And that's my thing. Like, everyone's a Michelin star chef in their kitchen. Take them outside. Yeah, and, like, you, both of you and I were talking about, you were, like, you were hitting me up about when we were cooking in the rain the other day. Yeah. And it was miserable. It was absolutely horrible, but I loved it because you got to go in the bag of tricks. You got to figure out something. You got to sort through something like, oh, well, let's let's do this. Let me load this up. I love cooking in storms. I love cooking in rain. I love cooking when it's not ideal because I will always, it, it expedites the learning process. You know, it's like, here's this big piece of metal that wants to be cold, but I'm trying to keep it hot. What can I do? So, yeah, that, that's, that's my thing. Um Another, you want to do another question or another bit of news first? Uh, news is all you this time. All right. So if you want to. who came prepared, no worries. <clears throat> hey, look, man, I, I came prepared with uh, with certain things. That's true. I will say many thanks uh, for bringing these sausages. You definitely did not have to. It is uh, very, very much appreciated. But I wanted us to have this discussion. So this was a post that pops made of a question and it had a definition behind it, but I want us to get in on a little bit too. It's uh, the question of the post said, what is a chef? Right. And then the answering under that was also in the post said, 
A chef is a culinary professional who uses their thorough knowledge of food and preparations to create quality meals. To be a chef, you usually train with a reputable chef or get a culinary degree. Chefs usually work in restaurants but may also work in hotels or for catering services. They are creative professionals who pair ingredients and flavors to create new dishes for each season. So, my question to you, Brian, what is a chef? I gotta, uh, can I question, do you like being called chef? I did not until B broke it down for me. Okay. I did. But, uh, but do I call other people chefs in the environment that requires it? Yes, hands down. Right. I mean, for me, I I don't know. I I didn't put the time in into like a professional kitchen. Mm. So I, I'm always weirded out by the term chef. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we talk about, like we talk about the term sweat, sweat Yeah. <laughs> sweat love, equity. Got a lot of sweat. Um, and so I do think there is something to working your ass off in a kitchen and like in that environment for years uh, to get where, you know, you are. And I mean, I didn't do that. I don't think you did that either. We, we've we've gone about it on a different path. Yeah. Um, but so the term chef, I know it's a sign, a term of respect, Yes. but it doesn't sit right when someone calls me that, because I don't think I put in what it takes to earn that title. Do you think you put in your 10,000 hours? I, I'm not like, I'm not at 10,000 hours. And also, I, I kind of think that the ten thousand hour thing is is weird because you're pro- like if you put in five thousand hours, you're probably pretty freaking good at what you're doing. True. Like I don't I don't think that it's like some mythical ten. Like it's a catchy term, but I don't think you have to put in ten thousand hours. Okay. Like I like I like I don't think it's like some mythical thing. Is like oh everything I've done is crap until I hit this mythical ten thousand hours. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just like, it's this arbitrary goal. All right. I, it's not, I don't not agree. I personally believe there's certain things to be said for investing the, the amount of time that it takes to, to do certain things. Like, um, I've accepted the, title chef like when i go to these casinos or when i'm on the uh on set and stuff and um, you know i'm leading because to me the chef is a leader they're 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 the one leading the the kitchen you know what has to be done who's doing what so it's like chef like all right cool yeah that's 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 just what it is um now pitmaster took me a while to it took me longer to accept pitmaster that uh than chef than chef honestly um because for me, chef always seemed academia, and I always studied. I read books. I practiced. I, I remember tweeting out to Anthony Bourdain years ago, like, how do I get better? And he's like, I don't know if it was him or his assistant or whoever was running his Twitter, responded like, go get a sack of 50-pound potatoes and practice your knife skills. So I, I grabbed a sack of 50-pound potatoes, and I just practiced my knife skills. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's what I did to put the time in. I just practiced and read books and those things. Like, Pitmaster, it's more experiential 
like uh like in a in in for culinary class you can be at a table and have someone lead in the class and you're mimicking you're doing they're going around but i think pitmaster you're very much more you're by their side you are you're grabbing the wood as they grab the wood you're stacking your log and with you two are hands on load and you're y'all are doing all of these particular things uh together and then for me like my knowledge of the stuff started you know when i was a kid on the island and I've just never stopped. I just continue to build and build and build and build upon it. So that's where that is for me. Um, but I think as a as a chef, the chef is a leader of a group who's, you know, is a conductor of the orchestra, conducting the kitchen, making sure nothing uh, falls apart. Because here's the thing. When it goes well, it's a team effort. When it bombs, it's the chef's fault. And I think that's that's what makes a leader. And a leader knows that. That's a good answer. I think it's not, it wasn't a horrible answer. I've answered worse. <laughs> so, yeah, believe it or not, that was a bit of news uh, because that was something that pops without that. I was like, that's actually really cool. Also, one time, shout out to Mr. Uh, Brian Fermer of Brian Fermer's Barbecue. He is doing holiday rubs. If you're, I believe if you order, if you're listening and it's, you're, you can hear this and it's uh, not past Christmas, you can still order today, Friday. You can order tomorrow and Sunday. And I believe he's guaranteeing it'll be uh, priority shipping to get the rubs over to you. I've bought them. I love them. I use them on chicken. They're great. Definitely grab you some. That's Brian Furman of Brian Furman's Barbecue. We'll have the link in the bio in the show notes. Uh, go ahead and grab you some of his rubs and support him. Remember, we've mentioned Brian before. He visited Harvard again earlier on this year to give a uh, hands-on demo for the science of barbecue and the science of cooking so shout out to brian making and changing so many different um, and is that available to stream somewhere oh that is a good question i watched the live stream but i'm pretty sure if you go they have it up there somewhere i remember reading a comment of someone talking about re-watching it so yeah okay definitely make sure people check that out um also something that i have no part in at all because i we've we've all gone up what's up eddie murphy We've all gone to Top Golf, and we know our Happy Gilmore everything. But shout out to Stan Hayes of Operation Barbecue Relief. They're hosting a Celebrity Barbecue Academy and Golf Classic next year, May 21st and May 22nd, 2023. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Operation Barbecue Relief, they do absolutely amazing things. They're usually the first feet on the ground after natural disasters providing foods for communities, uh, military personnel, first responder personnel. If you don't know who Sam Hayes is, if you're unfamiliar with Operation Barbecue Relief, go check them out, go to their Instagram, follow them, support them, make donations. They're doing amazing things. So uh had to make sure to talk about that one too. But uh, yeah, that was my little bit of news there. You want to do another question, then get into the gift package? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We do have a we do have a nice healthy gift package here, so that's pretty cool. I wanna I'm I'm looking forward to to trying those because there's like an all blend or something. All dressed, all, all dressed, dressed, all dressed. I like. I think this is the best. This is this is the best question I've gotten all year. <clears throat> best cheap booze to knock out the siblings before appetizers. I love this question. Who sent this in? Bruised bruise. Yes. The how would I. Uh, what would I get my adoring, loving, so sweet and kind sisters? Um, 
you gotta get something that's strong but flavorful so they don't know they're drinking as much. I've got one. You give her Casamigos, she's gone. She almost fell into the lake in Texas. Uh, don't I, don't I try do to, Kentucky I try, Gold. I tried to push her, but her balance is still there. <laughs> don't do Mr. Boston's. If I were, I, I think what I would do is I would I would make them um, what I call a drunken Palmer, which is an all my uh, you've had, you remember the uh, it's a John Daly. Yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah. I use Firefly sweet tea vodka. Okay. And I'd make them one of those. I'd make them a sweet tea drink because even though they're all happy about being in Texas now, they forget that they lived in Georgia longer. Um, I'd make them a sweet tea on on a hot day. On a hot day. I mean, like, really up there. So they're just knocking them back like, oh, this is so or, or you Or crank, you crank up the fire in the uh, in the living room so they, they want to drink. Yeah, exactly. So... That's what I'd get them. Someone said coquito. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a lot of work. I'll, it's easier for me to make them the drunken Palmer, uh, but that's what I'd that's it's, what I'd serve them. You, you gotta, you gotta use the right term, man. It's a John Daly. Well, I call it a drunken Palmer because the John Daly's out there. I call, uh, what, what is a John? No, John Daly is a is a is it Arnold Palmer with liquor? It, but so I I use Firefly sweet tea vodka, right? And then I use uh, Bacardi lemon vodka, right? Um, and a little bit of mint, some other little accoutrements, you know, make it a little fancy, smancy, a little spritz of salsa water in there and top with ginger and go to there. Plotting gets you coal in your stocking. I think I'm the only one who's happy with some coal. While you're putting the coal in my stocking, go ahead and put a few splits of hickory in there too. Hey, make sure it's Jealous Devil. Oh, wait, no, no. I didn't say anything. We don't have sponsors. <laughs> we don't have sponsors. But the, the Jealous Devil guys are actually really cool. We got yeah. to kick it. We won. We won. We played slot. No, we played roulette together. In Vegas, we both just dropped down a hundred dollar chips and hit it. So uh, those guys are good in my book. Always right. bet on black with <laughs> the Jealous Devil guys. No, uh, that but that was a wonderful question. I would I'd make him a drunken Palmer or John Daly or whatever it is Brian wants me to call oh, it. Do you not know who John Daly is? No. Okay, Arnold Palmer's famous golfer. Yeah. John Daly is a famous golfer who likes to drink. Oh, that's why it's called a John Daly. I don't watch golf. <laughs> I don't watch golf at all. I'm a horrible golfer. Uh, <laughs> Lee's just giving you like just looking at you. Lee judges me because he drinks cold brew, nitro infused. <laughs> it took a lap around Mars coffee, and I like to put a little sugar in mine every once in a while. You like milkshakes. What's wrong with a good shake? <laughs> I didn't ask for that. That's what they gave me. Remember, they messed up my order. I get no love nowhere. I remember this the next time I'm making steaks. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm always there for the invite. <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Like people want to know what our pitmaster goals are, uh, next year. Like I, I think, you know, next year is just full of opportunities. You know, I, the goal is to just make next year, you know, marginally better, if not significantly better than this year. You don't, I just don't want to go backwards. That's, that's the real goal. If I had to put it that way, I don't want to go backwards next year. I want to keep moving forward. How about some in-state recognition? Golly, no, we're, I'm, we're working on it. We're working on it, but it would, it's going to take all of us. And that's the thing. There's just not enough of us here pushing as there is, you know, no, I, in I, other states. I, I was just joking. Like, no, 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 I, we're good. I've gotten more recognition out of state than in Georgia. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we have, but it's okay. It's okay. What, what is going on here? This is basic brisket techniques for a Traeger. Vincent, brother, I have no idea. Um, uh, okay, so let's uh, 
Do we burn know it? Burn it for like burn it for thirty minutes. Make sure it's like burning clean right away. I guess. Uh, don't use super smoke mode. Is it don't don't use super smoke mode. Yeah, don't, it doesn't do anything. It really doesn't. I mean, meet Church Matt Pittman. Yeah, he's got a good yeah. hit up uh, hit up hit up Pitt and set him up. Tom Sheet and Brian sent you. Definitely reach out to Matt on that. Well, one. I mean, so I, again, we're like, there's a ton of YouTube channels out there. I think uh, Bradley Robinson again, Chud's Barbecue. He yep, did yep. one on either a Traeger or a Camp Chef. Uh, Matt Pittman of Meat Church. He did yeah. one on a Traeger. Like he did that that weekday brisket. Yeah, he did. A, he, yeah, he does that, and I think that's his biggest video on right, that. Yeah. Or or this is not throwing shade. Not not. How about you sell that Traeger? Use the money and buy Traeger stock, and then when it, the profit goes up, you buy a reverse flow smoker. <laughs> what? No, no. Ah, forget all you guys. Hey, hey we're, it's like it's a season of uh, leniency. <laughs> I'm giving great business advice. That Traeger is just going to keep depreciating in value, right? So might as well sell it while you can get something for it. Then go pick you up some of this three dollar penny stock that they've got, and just sit on it for a year. And when it goes back to 20 or what have you, you've got enough profit to go out and buy you a custom smoker. So with the Traeger, the heating elements in the middle, right? I have no idea. Okay. I, I'm, I'm so serious when I tell you I have no clue. Um, because even the Traeger I had on the show, it didn't work. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. You guys didn't see that cut. They cut it out. But the Traeger didn't work. This is And this is not knocking Traeger. I had a I had a lemming unit. It, w- it wasn't just me not ever using it. It legitimately didn't work. They swapped it out, and I did my cook on something else, and we put it on there for the takeoff, but it didn't work. So I have no idea how the thing works. No clue. I know you got a hopper here some which way, and then this one thing does that over here, but I've never used a Traeger because th- every time I get a Traeger, it never works. Such is life. Heck, I was even doing one in freaking uh, L.A., and that one was a, was a lemon. I was like, okay. But that, to me, is why I like stick burners, because I know I got two dry sticks and a lighter. I'm good. <laughs> I can make that work. It you're was, you're the lemon. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the lemon if I can't make that yeah. work. But, um, yeah, that's, that's just the truth. But, uh, no, you've got great people out there. Legit, if you're looking for Traeger or pellet smoker stuff, um, hit up Pellet Envy. Hit up Amanda Riggins of Hunger Hero. She's doing so many amazing things. She's on Traeger. Hit up Matt Pittman. Uh, those are those are the guys to go for Traeger. I I just legitimately, I've never had good luck with them. Seattle's um, butcher's wife. She's cooking on Traeger. Does Missy have a Traeger? Yeah. Um, is it a Traeger or is it a uh, Green it's, it's a pellet grill. Yeah. I, yeah. Misty, check out yeah. Misty. Seattle's butcher's wife. She should be able to help out too. But I I legitimately haven't had enough uh, time in with them functioning and really give great tips. So there's that. Um, hmm. Oh, someone asked, how long do you smoke your oxtail? Ooh. I'm, hold on, let me, uh, I'm the expert on this one. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I like how you're loosening up the shoulders, like ready to go. Uh, no, uh, yes, I got so the, the one time I, I, I screwed it up. So you answer this one. Um, I do 225 uh, for until the fat looks opaque and that just really depends on on your placement and but and i also do you've seen mox i do the larger chunks of them right i do big cuts because i i hand butcher mine i don't usually get the the little tail bits i put on the coolest side and let that go and use that for the stock 
but it's usually 225 for anywhere between four to six hours. Um, and then from there I shift it and start the brazing and all of that stuff and all adding all my other accoutrements, but 225, four to six hours, short and sweet answer for full detail. Make sure you purchase Rashid Phillips cookbook coming 2023. Exactly. That's going to be fun. Uh, and let's see this one. This one's for you. Best Christmas dinner sides. I mean, it's kind of the same as Thanksgiving. You get it? Uh, uh, like, uh, okay. The one thing's different is like, I want hash brown casserole at a uh, at hash Christmas. Brown casserole? You've never done a hash brown casserole? Black. Come on, man. <laughs> um, all right, I'll take that back. I'm Jamaican. Okay, all right. <laughs> hash brown casserole is great. Uh, you know the uh, the candied sweet potatoes with the marshmallow and maybe some candy pecans. Uh, no. No, you okay? Never had it. Candy pecans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I like a good roasted Brussels sprout. And, uh, I do get down with, yeah. with Brussels sprouts. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's really just the same stuff that you do at Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe you go a little bit fancier. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, um. Actually, you know, my sister makes some really good roasted beets. Hey, Ashley. Yeah. Shout out to Ashley. Right on. Uh, someone said I'd like to try smoked stuffing. Uh, I would suggest and be careful if you're going to smoke a separate and then stuff because we got I got yelled at before. Uh, be mindful that it is very porous, so you are going to want to make sure that that smoke is running clean and clear. If you're going to do something like that, I think we both agree. Like when you're doing stuff that's very delicate that way, it's better to have <clears throat> as clean of a smoke as you as you can. Right. I mean, what I would do for like smoked dressing. Dressing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't say they said something. They, they said something. Yeah, dressing. Uh, smoke, the smoke element. the like smoke the vegetable elements or the meat that's going in. Don't smoke the whole thing. Okay. Like and then add it to what you're doing. Like maybe some like make a smoke stock. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I I def I I saved because I did a um a deboned turkey for Christmas deep fried. I saved the uncooked carcass, vacuum sealed it, and I'm going to char that bad boy up to make a stock because it's supposed to be cold as all get out next week. Uh, <laughs> so it's a perfect time for some soup. So I'm, uh, I'm going to roll that into, into a stock. It's getting down to 16. Mm-hmm. And then someone in the chat's probably thinking, 16, that's nothing. I know. Uh, but you know what? You know what I am going to do when it's 16 degrees? I'm going to cook because that's a good time to practice. Anybody out there listening, watching on whichever way you're doing it, when it is on comfortable conditions and not ideal, that those are the days you should be cooking. Those are the days you should be um, firing up your rigs and trying to do what you normally would when everything's against you. When your wood pile is wet, when you forgot that extra bag of coal outside, so now you can't get everything lit. Those are the days that you really learn. Uh, someone asked for your help, Brian. They said, venison sausage. I used a ground pork belly for the fat and it still turned out dry. Any tips? Uh, you probably didn't use enough. Like if you're using ground pork belly, it's gonna that's a mixture of meat and fat. Yeah, you want to use pure fat. So like, luckily I live near a like a pretty good farmers market. So mm-hmm. Beaver Highway Farmers Market. Shout out to them. I was yeah. like, I actually just made some venison sausage for somebody. They gave me pure cuts. I measured out that like the first thing I did measured out how much venison I had, mm-hmm. then did a calculation. So 
it was. What do you say? A two to one or three to one? Uh, no. So I go, you want to go 70, 30. So 70% venison to 30% fat and like venison super lean. So you, you're going to treat it like it has no fat in it. Um, so the calculation that you do is you weigh it. So like mine was 17 pounds. You do, let me see if I can do this right real quick. And yeah, no, you, you've got Brian doing public math. Out here, we usually don't do public math. We try to get all the... So you do 17 divided by 0.7. So you get what the total weight is going to be. So then you you take that and subtract 17 from it. And that's how much fat that you need to use. So like this, this one is 24.3 pounds. Subtract 17, you know you need 7.3 pounds of fat for that 17 pounds of venison. Boom, there you go. Um, And so, and the other thing that you want to do is when you're grinding, you want to make sure that shit is cold. Mm. Pardon my French, but you want to like, you know, get him your meat thermometer out, throw that stuff in the, after you chop it up, throw it in the freezer. Don't grind it until it is 32, 33 degrees. Uh, If you grind it while it is even like 40 or 50 degrees, it's going to start melting and it will melt out and you will not get, uh, a good fat content in your sausage and it will come out dry. All right. So takeaways, do your equation, do your equation, make sure it is like a legit 30% to the 70% meat, 30% fat. And don't, like I said, if you're using pork belly, you got to remember that pork belly has meat in it. It's not pure pure fat. fat. So fat back, fat, fat. Yeah. Yeah. Fat back brisket fat. If you have, so like I used a mixture of brisket and pork fat for this venison sausage that I just did. Okay. So Yeah. Like go to, go to your local butcher and ask for just pure fat, like, like fat back, like, uh, you know, back fat, belly fat, but make sure it's actually just straight fat and no meat in it. Uh, and ND Hewer, uh, says thank you. And brother, if you want more, go check out Brian's page, secret pint BBQ. He actually has a Q and a, uh, widget up right now. So dropping some questions, he'll get back to you about it. He's really good about that stuff. <laughs> What? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Shout out to Bar A B Q. Uh, yeah. What's the best barbecue spot in Montgomery? Uh, is there a Dickies there? <laughs> is there a Dickies? I heard. I heard no, no. I heard Bucky's got some really good uh. <laughs> I don't think there's a Bucky's in Montgomery. No, there yeah. should be. No, uh, I, I need to get out and try his stuff, man. His briskets look killer. So you go. Um, we'll, get, we'll do two more, and then we'll wrap it. This well, we well, need two more, and then the tasting. Oh yeah, and the tasting. All right. Yeah, it's best to end on a full stop. Oh, you want you want to you want to go and start this now? Yeah, why not? I'm good. With All, it. Right. So All right. So shout out to Sam Lay for sending us some Canadian chips. Yeah, someone sent us some chips here. Um, um, what's the? This is ketchup. Ketchup. All right. So I'm gonna pass this to Lay- Lee. After <laughs> I'm showing to the camera. Well, we're gonna we're gonna send that photo to we're gonna send that photo to Lay's and try to get a sponsorship. Yeah, there we go. It. So. So that's oh, do we have like napkins so I can put this down on or anything? Uh, we're good. We're, we're all, we're all put it on the table. Here. All right. Oh. What's this? Oh, sh- this smells like ketchup. It really does. This. So for those of you watching, uh, we've got some Lay's ketchup chips that smell like ketchup and vinegar. It tastes like ketchup and vinegar. One time, shout out to Canada. Oh, Canada. That's really all I know. Yeah, I, I can't do the whole thing. It's it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. It is. It's not bad. 
It needs a little ketchup. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, so it reminds me like this is like a. You said it has vinegar, but it's missing. It's missing something element, like some element that would take it to barbecue. Hmm. You want to try it? Well, I, I also saw some. All right, so it's not bad. I'd munch on these. I'd munch on these a little. Uh, we got three. I'm just finishing late night. All right, so I think this one has come stateside, but uh, we got dill pickle. <laughs> I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you show this one first, and you open it on your side. All right, so, because that's the, that's the creme de la creme of Canadian chips right there. So this is this is like Canadian's big export. Yeah, isn't uh? I thought it was David Hasselhoff. It's it's uh, it's Ryan Reynolds at this point. Is it? Yeah, they think he lapped Bieber. No, he lapped Jim Carrey. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fair, fair. All right. So, so hold on. Come okay, on. so the dill doing? pickle smells like dill pickles. Hmm. Dill pickle. Every say that, I just think rugrats. I just I immediately think rugrats when you say dill pickles. Okay, that's a lot more pleasant again than I thought. Really? I thought it was going to hit uh, me over well, the head me, with. Let that. me do my show. So this is a. Uh, what is it? This is the all dressed. Yeah, try the dill pickle first, and then we'll do the all dressed. All right. Sorry for all the crickly crackly guys. Um, oh, this is gonna be great for me to edit in the podcast. So happy I don't have to do it. So these are the dill. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see what this is. Smells like pickles. Smells like pickles. I would I would eat that actually over a salt and vinegar though. Let's not go getting crazy. I, I don't like salt and vinegar. I get oh, I no. get down with salt and vinegar. Oh yeah. <laughs> you see, all of a sudden now those sausages yeah, yeah. aren't as appealing, are they? I will eat salt and vinegar and salt and like burn them out. Honestly, honestly, if you threw those on like a like a a burger instead of actual pickle uh, yeah. actual pickles, I can we, see those on a brisket slider. Yeah. Some crunch. It's not bad. You should try. I think you would actually like the ketchup ones. Um, all right, so it's my turn. Which, okay, I have had all dressed chips, so I'm interested to see if these are different than the American version. Um, hmm. But all dressed, they, they came out with like a limited run a couple of years ago. Really? I don't usually get a lot of chips. Hmm. Hmm. Trying to pull away from the mic so you don't have to hear all this crunching. Oh, no. I, I, I'm screwed either way. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'd get down with the ketchup ones more out of everyone. Really? Yeah. Really? I really would. Someone asks, what's the spread going to look like for Christmas dinner? Oh, I have a beautiful oh, um, uh, Wagyu A5 standing rib roast that I'm going to do. On a on a salt block, so that's gonna be a good. One. Yeah, I think out of the three, I'd get down with the ketchup the most. I'm shocked to be honest with you. All dressed all the way. All dressed for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like barbecue meets like ranch meets everything. I'm, I'm I don't hate it, but if I had to pick, it'd be all dressed dill and then no, I mean it'd be a ketchup all dressed and then uh, dill. Honestly, like I said, I would want dill like on a sandwich instead of actual pickles. Yeah. No, that's uh, that was good, uh, and that was from Sam Lay. From Sam, Sam, if you are listening, to my friend, many thanks. I truly appreciate it. I don't know how to say 
thank you in Vietnamese. Um, so, thank you. I will uh, finish it off with a little splash of this here. Uh, All right, so drugs. one more question. Uh, yeah, let's do one more. Uh, well, one is one of them is specifically targeted to me, so I'll just answer that on the gram on my own. Go ahead and answer it now. Because yeah, they, they may not listen. It's only you and me who listens to this podcast anyway. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of brisket trim. Nine of his shoes, 2023 goals. I will uh, say, asking how to do a brisket trim for a podcast, probably not. <laughs> well, you know, hey, hey, closed mouth doesn't get fed. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Oh, here's a funny one. Um, trick on tender meat. Do you have any tricks you use to tenderize meat that otherwise, you know, aside from like your your, your top end, um, the meat tenderizer powders or or pummeling it to death? Um, you know, you could use things for me. I'll lead. Acid, um, anything acidic really helps tenderize meat. So like uh, filtered and rendered pineapple juice helps tenderize meat. Um, doing, um, yeah, you did that with the, uh, cheap steak. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. We did, we did, we put that out, uh, the cheap steak meal. Um, was it like the $15 Kroger series? No, that one's not out yet. That's the $20 series, but we, I, we just grabbed like a cheap off cut. That was just tough. Just, uh, had it brine and, uh, marinated really in some pineapple juice and the acidity in there broke it down and, Turned out beautiful. Like when I cut it, when I presented it, you would have thought it was a filet mignon. You no idea, no, no way of telling the difference, really. Uh, and then there's just things like, you know, brining things in buttermilk also helps as well. Um, yeah, again, that's the acidity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think like confit, <laughs> I go back to confit every time. But yeah, it, but it, it works, works, man. It works. Yeah. What do you use to confit? Do you use duck fat? Oils, I, I mean, butter? I like... Tallow. Tallow? Like, I always have brisket fat on hand. So, tallow, tallow, and then if I have to push it over with some with some oil. Uh, yeah, you got, got I, I, I always keep, uh, I keep bacon fat, pork fat, and brisket fat on hand, ready to go all the time. Um, just because I just use them in replacement for, like, other butters and such. Especially because I render and filter mine out so they have more depth and flavor to them. That's my thing. No, that was a pretty good one. We got to do one more final question of 2023. Oh, gosh. I mean, 2022. We're jumping ahead of you. You're already halfway out the door, aren't you? Normal salt versus curing salt. Best way to do pigtails. Inspiration. Christmas dinner. Prevent. Uh, no, normal salt versus curing salt. Answer that real quick. Uh, you have to be careful when you use curing salt. You mm-hmm. can only use a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to do it is to get a scale and measure it in grams. Don't try and do teaspoons or quarter teaspoons or whatever, like 0.05 ounces. You want to be super specific when you're using curing salt. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Like, I think it's 0.002%. That may be too low Yeah. per pound of meat or whatever. So here's, and here's the thing. I'm really not like, I saw you guys think i just crap on triggers all day but i just saw this question how do i make jerk chicken on a pellet smoker the marinade is traditional it's just that the aftertaste is not there guys here's the thing um pellets you can't i don't care who you are you, you can never hold a bag of pellets up to a quarter wood and tell me it's the same thing pellets have been broken down they've lost a lot of what makes them 
what makes wood wood, and then they're put back together with different and various binders. When those binders are in there, it's not going to burn the same as a piece of wood that was split, set to season, and then chucked into a, a smoker. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's the same thing they're trying to do with Impossible Meats and all that stuff. We want to get it. It's like the real thing. No. No, it's not. It, it, it can never be the real thing just because of that. I, I, I know they have advertisers that you can sear it or whatever. Mm-hmm. How hot? Uh, we Again, I guess we don't know. Like... How hot a trigger can get? Because I think they cap out at like four hundred or five hundred degrees. That's not hot enough. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, for like one of the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the key parts of jerk chicken, besides smoking it over a certain type of wood, is at the end you're caramelizing those sugars mm-hmm. from the marinade yep. over a higher heat. Yep. And you're not going to get that at four hundred. Nope. Can't do it. So honestly. So if you want to smoke it on a Traeger, smoke it to a certain point. Would you say pull around what 140, 145? Yeah, I'd pull. A, I'd pull one depending on the cut. Yeah, 140, 145, or even 135, and then finish it over on, like, over over like a, a flames over coals over some piping hot. Yeah, I, like so that's the, probably the trick to get you closer to like a more authentic jerk experience. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not crapping on pellet grills, guys. I'm really not. Whatever you have to do, however you get down for your get down, that's on you. I've got uh, nothing against it. But there's just certain techniques and certain things that require a certain piece of equipment. And finishing things like that works. It's like, hey, I can never get a great sear on my steak. What are you using? A Bic lighter. Okay, technically it's heat, technically it's fire, just not compartmentalized or created or set up the way that it needs to be to achieve the result. So two things either have to happen here. There's really only two options. You either change the equipment you're using for the desired end result or, follow me on this, or you change your expectations of what you're wanting your dish to be. That's one of the... It's, it's got to be that if you don't have the right equipment to get the desired result, change your expectations. That's, no, that's know it. the limitations of the equipment you're using. Yeah. And and that's why I say practice and take notes as much as you can, because the more you do that, the more you'll learn, then the more you'll understand of like, okay, this just can't do that thing. All right. Let me go over here then. How, how hot does uh, one of those master belts get? 700 degrees in less than 10 minutes. On, on the uh, gravity fed? Yep. All right. Good to know. Even Corey knows because he, uh, what was it, uh, Tomahawk for the folks? Yeah, seriously, uh, last night. Oh, yeah. 700 degrees, boom, like that. And the thing that I dig about the gravity season, it's not, once again, not knocking anything over anyone else. You can use coal, you can use lump, you can use splits, you can use chunks, you can use everything but pellets in the thing. And you actually get that flavor. And it's sort of a great hybrid in between the two. Just, just honestly speaking, it's a really good hybrid. If you know what you're doing on there, you do great things. We've put on hell of shows with uh, with the Gravity Series before. Uh, shooting flames, all types of different stuff, wonderful dishes. I was in, uh, and we'll end on this story, I was in Vegas, and we were doing uh, meals, and I made uh, tortillas, a sauce, steaks, um, crackling, all on there at one time, just using the same ingredients of everything. And it's just, just a real versatile thing. That's why you have to practice and the knowledge helps. You understand a lot of that. That's all I'm saying. Mm. So brother, it has been a ball. 
and a half. Um, it's been it's a hell been, of a year. It's been a hell of a year. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2023, seeing uh, how much trouble and havoc. Really looking forward to see how many friends we have left. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think once we start getting them on the podcast, we, we'll rekindle some friendships. I think so. I think we might be able to bring some of those back to life. They're not uh, outed yet, but they're just down to embers. Got to... Just got to give them a little bit of patience, a little bit of time and nurse them back. But it has been a great year. I appreciate you hanging out, doing dumb stuff with me at least once a week and uh, sharing those stories with the world. Um, one time, special shout out to mom. You know, you know, I'm sorry that he uh, he 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 put you on blast the way he did, but I'll take care of it. And uh, to shout out uh, to the sisters who constantly put you on blast for everything. Yeah. That's less. Yeah. Could have, I could have ended it without that, but thanks for that, Brian. Look, if we're calling out family, <laughs> I just want to make it even. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, just... Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, and we're going to get Lee a microphone next year. We are. We're getting Lee and Corey uh, mic'd up. I just don't think they make headsets that big. But uh, we'll get them Bluetooth ones. We'll get them Bluetooth. <laughs> Be the Bluetooth guy. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys. I love you all. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This has been This Week in Barbecue, the Barbecue Focus podcast that brings you the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. And joining me for this year, it has been my absolute pleasure to roll smoke, talk crap, and have a good old laugh is... Rashid Hull. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, uh, he's cut off, ladies and gentlemen. He's had too much to drink. Uh, Brian Hull. Brian Hull. And uh, you guys have a very Merry Christmas, a happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Whatever you do, do it how you do. Can I do it? Yeah. Hey, we're going to tell a friend to tell two friends... And be good one another. My man. And on that note, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>